You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Welcome, welcome. Today I'm bringing you the second half of my conversation with Michelle Fordick. If you haven't tuned into the episode last week where we started this conversation, I want to invite you to pause, go ahead and go back to last week so you can hear part one. It'll really make way more sense if you start there. But we're talking about Michelle's garage transformation and I'm just going to go ahead and jump on in. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and I'm going to talk about the finding homes part of the process. It's tough because you're making legit hundreds of decisions about this. I know that we had family and friends involved in finding new homes for items that were especially important to your husband. Do you want to talk about a little bit about that finding new homes process? Yeah, that was a really big part of it. I love this question. I love being able to talk about it and share I had a whole library of Bible school books and then personal growth books and all the things that were really important to Jim as he grew as an individual. So, you know, we found a local college that was interested in adding this to their library and how meaningful that the legacy of my husband gets to live on in a library of a training ground, raising up the next generation to do something that he deeply believed in. That's one example There were other things that certainly friends and family wanted, whether they be physical things. He had a number of guy friends, really close guy friends that given he was in the construction field for so many years, he had multiple, and I'm not talking screwdrivers. He had hundreds and hundreds of those. When I'm talking drills and multiple different higher end pieces and machinery that quite frankly, I have no business using. And if I have need for somebody to use that in my home, I will most likely need to hire that because I don't have the skill set and I do not know safely how to use some of those things. Just keeping them around because they were something that was useful and that Jim had used either here in the house or outside didn't make sense. So I really thought through some of those really important things as well as The higher ticket items, who would really value them and who they would be meaningful to. So I can think of, you know, his, I think it's a skill saw. I think that's what we call it, but that's a, it was a big item, a really big item. And for example, that went to one of his best friends who happened to be a man that Jim was an intern for early in his life, who also does construction, hobbying and work for his own family and others and What a joy that was for him to get that. He had a number of friends who came by. I think one day you were there, Carly, who went through all the tools I wasn't going to keep. I kept some for sure because I I hang a picture here and there and I do some things around the house for sure. Great to have kind of your basic tool set here for even my use to have at the house. But the day, you know, a number of his friends came by and we just had it all out and they got to kind of build, you know, toolboxes for themselves of Jim's items and how meaningful that was for them as well. It was an emotional day. I think that was, you know, one of the days I laid on the ground and cried after everybody left for sure. Emotional while they were here, emotional for them, emotional for me, because 
you know, relationships are just that they're very emotional and they're very connected. So so some things we donated to organizations, some things we gave to friends and family that would really appreciate and honor. And then some things we kept for ourselves that we knew would be important for us to have and continue to have here in our space. You certainly were very resourceful about figuring out items that could go to Habitat for Humanity store Mm -hmm. and other stores. So outside of kind of our immediate circle or organizations we were directly connected to, what's next, you know, levels within the community to donate to, which was really part of his heart and who he was. I can't think of too much that we actually sold. And I know that's a path for a lot of people that you Mm -hmm. want to try to recoup some dollars behind things that you had in your possession for us. That was going to be extra work for me to list it and price it and have a follow-up. I think, Carly, you asked, do you want to have a garage sale? And, you know, those things are so much work. So I would say from the money you'll make, you really have to look at if that's going to be worth it. And again, I'd much rather have people we love and respect and organizations I admire within our community to have the benefit of having the items that were my husband's that no longer would have a place here. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we probably talked about this a year ago too, with the garage sale. This is just an aside to anyone at home. Not always worth it, guys. Not always worth it. I know people who've made hundreds of dollars at a garage sale. I know people who have lost money at garage sales because they hired assistants for it and then didn't make a dime. It can be a real toss up. And if if you have more time than money, it can be a great idea. If you have more money than time, then it might be worth it to think about, um, like you said, benefiting other organizations in your local community and just letting go of it. Because if your time is super precious, then it, it can take a lot of effort. That's right. That's right. And your emotional resources, right? You yeah. need to be sitting eight hours, 10 hours, doing all setting up the tables, getting up at the crack of dawn, putting everything out there. That's time and that's resources that quite frankly, you can be using to make your space better and using your own labor to do that as well. This episode is brought to you by the Clutter-Free Home Process, my online course community that teaches you the process I use with every client, including how to declutter and get things out of your home. Yes, including the tough stuff. We're also going to create simple systems and learn how to maintain it, all with personalized support and accountability along the way for six months. Learn more at tidyrevival.com forward slash course. Now that we're almost a year out, how are you using your garage and how does it feel? Using the garage the very same way I'm really protective of it, which is great. I think about you. I think about if I was just to go put a box out there, where does it go? And is it going to be useful? Are the items really necessary to keep? It doesn't probably look quite as pristine as when you left, just because, you know, we're at the end of summer and fall. And actually, I'm changing out my closets as we speak. So I've got some stuff out there that I just need to get back in the bin and up on the shelf before you come back and say hi to me. But for the most part, it looks very much the same. I have kept those protective guardrails around it and really honored the investment I made emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially not to undo a really necessary and meaningful project in my home. So how do I feel about it? I absolutely love it. 
have cute things on the shelves over my washer and dryer. So as I'm out there pulling down the detergent pot and putting it in the washer, I look up and see that because it's not all cluttered with a bunch of stuff I don't need to keep and have out there. So it, I, it feels great. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. If someone is in your shoes from a year ago and looking to start the process of updating a space in their home after the passing of a loved one, what advice would you have for them? Goodness. Uh, the advice I would have is know that it's the right time for you. Don't rush it, but it's never going to feel like, oh, this is something I'm so looking forward to doing. I would probably say I was excited after talking to you originally and getting it on the path, feeling a little nervous about it and thought, okay, great. And then probably our first appointment that you actually came on site was probably two or three, maybe four weeks after that, because you're you're so busy, which is great. I'm being honest. I think I probably thought, my goodness, I should text Carly, let her know I have a stomachache today. Maybe she shouldn't come today because today's not a good day. Because it's really never something like you really want to do. Because yeah. it, you know it's going to be a lot of work. You know there's going to be emotion attached to it. And quite frankly, honestly, you've been through a lot. Be kind to yourself and be gracious to yourself. But also think about it as this is something you're doing for yourself it's important and that investment is going to serve you in the long run. So wait enough time and kind of know, follow your gut on it, but then also push yourself, push yourself along a little bit. Nothing really hard and worthwhile is promised to go real easy, but I can say this was so well worth it. And like I said, just one of the best things I did, honestly, Carly, we haven't talked just because you're busy. I'm busy. It's really ushered along a number of other things that I've needed to do in my home and in my yard and in my space that once I got through that and realized I could make it through a really hard thing like this, I can do this. Then it ushered along. I had the shed in the backyard, tore down and a new one built. The shed was all of my husband's stuff that he used in the outdoor space. So tore down, it needed to come down. So tore it down, um, rebuilt, put it in a different space in the yard. Again, I went through a number of his items that were out there, figured out what I was going to keep and things that were either going to be donated or sold, given to, you know, local gardeners that are, are working in our community as well. So it really was a precursor to doing some other things that have been really important for my space, my home, and my journey moving forward. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love the snowball effect of, I mean, decluttering and getting organized. Because once you start flexing that muscle, you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. Michelle, where can folks find you? I'm really embarrassingly easy to find. Instagram and Facebook, just my name, Michelle Vortex. You can follow along, see all that I'm doing. I'm show 
fun pictures of the home and my journeys and travels and really what the blessing of life has been as I've moved forward in what I'm calling Michelle 2.0. And we'll just see what that leads to. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, Michelle, and for sharing your journey, for sharing your heart and your story. It's an emotional topic, and I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. I feel like this is all part of my journey. Thanks for the opportunity and thanks for the conversation. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about how I can help you, head to tidyrevival.com to learn more about how I work with people one-on-one or in the clutter-free home process community. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest episode. We would also love to hear your takeaways. Feel free to tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.